0: I'll be better.
1: You're watching My Fellow Americans with your host, Spike Cohen. Yes! Yes, it's me!
2: I'm back home. I'm back home. Keep clapping. Clap for the ponies, the badges, the dead baby Hitler. How would we know you want us to go back in time and kill baby Hitler if you didn't keep clapping? Welcome to My Fellow Americans. I am literally Spike Cohen. Thank you so much for tuning in tonight for this very special campaign update, Georgia-Tennessee edition of My Fellow Americans with me, Spike Cohen. This is a Muddy Waters Media production. Check us out on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Anchor, Twitter, Periscope, iTunes, Google Play, Float, everywhere. All of the podcasting apps, including iHeartRadio. Whatever one you're thinking of, yes, that one too. I don't know their names, but yes, that one too. Be sure to check us out. Muddy Waters Media, check us out everywhere. Like us, follow us, subscribe to us, five-star us everywhere. If there is a bell that they ask you to hit, hit the bell. Hit the bell. If the bell is applicable, hit the bell. Be sure to do that for Muddy Waters Media. We are everywhere and share this. This very second, share this video right now. The very last thing that any of us want is for your closest friends, neighbors, and loved ones to miss out on a roughly hour-long Libertarian podcast on a Wednesday night. Be sure to give the gift of Spike Cohen today. Kids love it. This episode is brought to you by the Libertarian Dad Bod Calendar featuring that sexy, sexy future vice president right there, me, Spike Cohen. I'm Mr. April. On the libertarian dad bod calendar. It also features such sexy libertarian men as Tom Arnold, uh, Tyler Smith, Josh Smith, who I was recently told are twins. They are not, but that's a new rumor going around. Uh, Who else is on there? Oh, man. Johnny Rocket. Uh, Vermin Supreme is on there. Um, John Phillips Jr. is actually Mr. January. So if you had one right now, that's who you'd be looking at, is Mr. John Phillips Jr., Uh, All of the sexiest Libertarian men you can think of. Be sure to get this today so you can hang these sexy Libertarian men from your fridge or wherever you hang sexy Libertarian men from in your home or business. LibertarianDadbought.com. It's only $12, including shipping. This episode is also brought to you by the Libertarian Party Waffle House Caucus, the fastest growing waffle-related caucus in the Libertarian Party. And more info on that. We actually have buttons now. So more info later on, on how to order your very own Libertarian Party, Waffle House Caucus buttons. This episode, of course, is also brought to you by the Vermin Spike 2020 campaign. We are going to give you a pony, make you brush your teeth, kill baby Hitler, give you free cheesy bread and something about a badger. It's just a badger. Be sure to go to vermin supreme2020.com to find out more about that. The intro and outro music to this and every episode of My Fellow Americans is from the amazing and talented Mr. Joe Davi. That's J O D A V I. Be sure to check him out on Facebook, on SoundCloud. Go to joe Davi music.bandcamp.com. Buy his entire discography. It's like 25 bucks, I think. Be sure to get it. You will be so happy. It is hours of amazing music from the amazing and talented Mr. Joe Davi. Thank you so much. I'd like to thank Kroger for this delicious, purified drinking water. See that right there? That I drink on this and almost every episode of My Fellow Americans. Bula Oh, that is delicious. Delicious Kroger water. Shout out to Tehran Turks' mom and them as always. Guys, tonight's episode is going to be a lot of fun because it's just me. That's not very nice to my guests, but it's going to be a very fun episode um, because I had an absolute blast this last couple weeks. This fortnight, if you will, in Tennessee and then in Georgia, and I'm going to get into all the glorious details of what I, Vermin, and the rest of Team Supreme and Team Muddy Waters have been up to over the last uh, 11 or 12 days. Now, folks, this is also an Ask Me Anything episode, so be sure to comment with your questions and thoughts. And I will, I, me exclusively, will tell you if you are right or wrong. Now, before I get started, guys, we are continuing, due to popular demand, our Mary Toothbrush campaign. Um, this is a, a uh, something that is uh, we set up to help both the Vermin Spike 2020 campaign and the Dignity Ministry, which is a local charity in the Myrtle Beach area that helps the homeless uh, in our local area. And the way it works is we have these toothbrushes that have been signed on the back by Vermin Supreme, your future president right here. Uh, and so what we're doing is we're going to be giving these out to the homeless, but we need your help. So what we're going to do is uh, if you make a donation... Uh, of $10, we will put your name next to Vermin's name and give it out to the homeless, uh, give it out to uh, a homeless person as part of a care package from Dignity Ministry, and uh, um, if you give $25 or more, I will sign next to Vermin's name, and we will mail the toothbrush to you so you have a memento of the time that you helped your future president and vice president Uh, help the homeless. Uh, Any of the proceeds, all of the proceeds that come from this uh, will help, uh, will be split 50-50, 50% 50 for the Vermin Spike 2020 campaign and 50% for the Dignity Ministry. Uh, We will talk about that again later on, but be sure to go to uh, verminsupreme2020.com and press the donate button. That's actually the picture of the donate button. So that's what it looks like. Um, And donate either $10 or $25 or or even more. Um, And just be sure to note Uh, That it is for the Dignity Ministry, and if you do, or for Mary Toothbrush, and if you uh, donate twenty-five dollars or more, be sure to give your um, mailing address. Actually, I think technically you have to give your address for FEC compliance purposes, anyway. So they'll have your address, and we will mail you your toothbrush. So before we get started, uh, this isn't Ask Me Anything episode, and because I want to have as many moving parts as possible, I'm also going to be accepting your phone calls in the middle of all this. So I'm going to be running this show putting up all these pictures and video, and also taking phone calls at the same time. There is absolutely no way that I'm going to regret this. So right there on the top left, 813-644-2722. Be sure to call in, and uh, I will take your calls and answer any questions or thoughts that you have. I am all about constituent outreach as your future vice president. Um, Let's see what's going on here. So it all started with Tennessee. I drove the gosh, nine and a half hours to get to Lebanon, Tennessee, just outside of Nashville. Uh, The night that I got into Tennessee, as soon as I got to the hotel, I did an interview with Pat Ford on the Coalition Talk radio show. Uh, Pat is also the chair of the Libertarian Party of Rhode Island. Uh, We had a great discussion about the urgency of ending the perpetual war machine and uh, fighting back against the growing collectivism that is, you know, kind of taking over the mindset uh, of a lot of people around us. Uh, in fact, I'm going to be do, giving regular appearances every week or so on the Coalition from now on, uh, including tonight after this episode ends. Uh, so be sure, So, once we're done here, uh, be sure to join me and uh, Pat Ford over at the Coalition Talk Radio on Facebook. If you go on Facebook and look up the Coalition Talk Radio, you'll find it. And I will be there live with uh, Skyping in for Pat or with Pat. Um, and uh, that will be a regular thing we'll be doing. And uh, yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, I, I plan to call in around 930 Eastern. Um, But I had a uh, a really good time at the the following day at the Libertarian Party of Tennessee convention. Shout out to Josh Ekel and the rest of the, uh, he's the chair of the Libertarian Party of Tennessee. Shout out to the entire LPTN team. They picked an amazing venue. Uh, They did a great job running things. Things were really, really good. It was a really great convention. Uh, I also got to give a speech really early on in the convention, which was awesome because I had no idea that I was supposed to give a speech, and that was great. Uh, I actually don't have, wasn't able to get the footage from that yet, Um, but I gave a roughly two or three minute long speech, and then I answered a bunch of questions. I gave what I thought, I I gave a serious speech about policy and and, and strategy and and why I thought Vermin was the, the best pick for president, and then I was peppered with questions about cheesy bread and zombies and explosives and nuclear weapons and zombies, and baby Hitler, and some serious questions, and I think I answered them pretty well, because I got a standing ovation when it was over, I think they were standing, I got applauded, I got applauded when it was over, so we'll call that a standing ovation, I think that's fair, Um, going through the comments here, uh, Jason Lyon, Mr. America, who is back on on Mondays, said, uh, will you wear a bell as a Halloween costume next year, no, No, I don't think I will. Uh, Aaron said, uh, "Baltimore." Aaron D'Antoni says, Baltimore doesn't allow non-registered charities to hand out to the homeless. Am I right? That is uh, more than likely correct, Aaron. In fact, that's in most uh, cities and states, uh, especially metro areas, where uh, people are not allowed to feed the homeless without spending a lot of money to get licensing and registration. To give food to people who need food. You need a license for that. So, as I've said here many times on this show, when people say, without government, who would feed the poor? The answer is we would, and we wouldn't have the police trying to arrest us for it. Uh, in fact, I'm actually organizing uh, something in the near future with Brent DeRitter, our uh, director of grassroots outreach. We, were, we will be feeding the poor in cities where it's illegal and waiting for them to show up uh, and try to arrest us for it for feeding the poor. In fact, there have been some stories where health officials have actually poured bleach on food that they confiscated. You know, just in case it had a toxin in it. And then after they pour bleach in it, they throw it in the dumpster where hopefully a homeless person doesn't stagger into the dumpster late at night looking for food and not realizing that it has bleach on it because food in the dumpster probably usually tastes funny and they might be intoxicated or mentally ill and not fully there to begin with, but they're just trying to eat something to survive. And hopefully they don't die from the be- bleach that the the city or the state have, have poured on it. So yeah, that's correct. So Dignity Ministry is a registered charity. Uh, so we're keeping everything on the up and up and perfectly legal. But yes, if you want to help the poor, depending on where you live, that's probably a criminal offense. Unless you pay thousands of dollars to register first is not special. Uh so yeah, so uh I got to give my speech. It was a lot of fun. Uh had a lot of people come up saying that I had flipped them to supporters, which is funny because I mostly talked about cheesy bread. So that tells you people like cheesy bread. People like cheesy bread. That is why I am the apparent front runner. Uh, after, uh, I gave my speech cause I was actually the first one to talk, uh, or to, or to give a speech, uh, the, uh, presidential candidates gave their speeches, including one of our most principled and popular competitors in the race. And one of my absolute favorite people on earth, Ms. Kim Ruff, amazing, amazing woman. One of my favorite people. She completely shocked, utterly shocked all of us with her announcement that she and her running mate, John Phillips Jr., another dear friend of mine, had decided to end their campaign. Right there. They were just ending it. None of us knew that. Uh, and then she shocked us even more with this surprise announcement. Okay, I have a question. Uh, you would yes, ask me. Sir. What's your name? Uh, I'm Spike Cohen. I'm Spike Cohen, a uh, longtime fan, first time caller. This is not working. Yeah, the uh, mic's not working. There. I just had a question. Uh, you, hi. You uh, you had asked me uh, about cheesy bread, and uh, I know you. that you meant to avoid that scandal, uh, but now that you have stepped down, what are your thoughts on cheesy bread? I love cheesy
3: bread. I also love explosives. So I think you have my support, and I endorse you for vice president. Thank
2: you. Thank you. Caller, hold one second, please. So it was at this moment that my joke candidacy started to become real. Actually, it was probably before that, but this sort of drove it home in front of roughly a hundred and some odd people at the uh, Tennessee convention where Kim Ruff, who many would say was the possible front runner for the the nomination at that point, certainly one of the top competitors, decided to endorse me. And it was done in a tongue-in-cheek way, but it is a serious endorsement. She has endorsed me. In fact, I have Uh, another video later on, uh, where she was a little more serious about it. But yes, she uh, has decided I should be vice president. Uh, John Phillips Jr., her running mate, just uh, out of an abundance of uh, of full disclosure, uh, he is a member of the LNC. And it would uh, not necessarily be the highest level of propriety for him to endorse me. Uh, So he has not made any endorsement. This is Kim's endorsement, not John's. John has not endorsed anyone. We are very good friends. And I hope to have his support uh, but he cannot make a formal endorsement. Uh, but so she did make that endorsement. Um, so that was really fun. Uh, and then at lunch, cause we went out to lunch after that, I found out that Vermin had won the, well, we're calling it the primary, but it's really more of a presidential preference poll, uh, or presidential preference primary, uh, in New Hampshire on the same day he was in New Hampshire. I was in Tennessee. Uh, he won the, uh, he won the, uh, the, the I guess, the primary there for the Libertarian Party of New Hampshire. Um, I was not on the ballot because uh, the deadline to get on the ballot was before I had announced uh, last, uh, last month in December. Um, but uh, John Phillips Jr. Uh, was on the ballot, and he won by a landslide. But he dropped out after that, and I had the uh, most number of votes after that. Uh, I was in between none of the above, who was the only other thing on the ballot uh, and, uh, and it says scatter there, but it was actually two different names that got one each, um, so I guess I won that too, kind of, a little, no, no, not really, okay, uh, but anyway, so congratulations to John, and I'm sorry you're not in the race anymore, um, I hope to see you again soon, uh, but uh, anyway, so had a big win there for uh, Team Supreme, Vermin winning the primary there. Uh, and then that night, uh, we attended the gala. But first, let me let me go through the... Uh, Triketra331 says, I like cheesy bread. Well, if you like cheesy bread, Triketra, I hope I'm saying that name correctly, uh, you're going to like this campaign because we give you free cheesy bread with the purchase of any federal explosives permit. That's a promise to you from me as part of my 10-point verbal agreement for an even better America. Um, So that night, uh, after the convention, we had the uh, Libertarian Party of Tennessee gala, or gala, or gala. I like to say gala, uh, where we heard a great speech from our very own Liberty Clause, Mr. Tom Arnold, uh, the LP's elder statesman and philosopher, Tom Waxed Poetic, as he is wont to do, uh, about our principles, our fight, and our path. It was very inspiring, and I was very, very grateful to be there to hear it. I absolutely love Tom. Tom is a frequent watcher and, and uh, follower of, of the show, a uh, great friend of, of, of Freedom and of Muddy Waters. Absolutely love Tom. Uh, so we had a, had a great time listening to that. And then next came Kim Ruff. Uh, to give her farewell speech as well as a post-mortem of her campaign and a synopsis of what we needed to look for uh, in a presidential candidate to go along with her endorsement of me as vice president. Uh, and then out of nowhere, uh, she announced me uh, for a surprise speech in the middle of her speech that once again, I had almost no notice for. So here's that.
0: We have endless
2: taxation and endless debt uh, and endless debt spending to paid for. It. But we also are dealing, we have an unprecedented opportunity. But first, let me tell you a little bit about myself, so that you can see where I'm going. I am literally Spike I am from the Little Beach area. Uh, I had one website design company from part of 20 years. And a few years ago, I decided to end that, and focus my life instead on my true passion, which is sharing the message of freedom, liberty, self-ownership, and non-aggression. Uh, uh, that's a by the way. That culminated with my becoming the co owner of Money Waters Media, the uh, co host of the Money Waters of Freedom, and the host of My Fellow Americans. And in the last two years of doing two weekly live libertarian podcasts, I've learned two things. One, how to talk in front of people live right now. Uh, and two, how to spread the message of liberty to a public that is often afraid of freedom. Now, the Dilopoli, or I like to call them the Republicrats, have really overplayed their hands in this cycle. They are about to present the two most horrific candidates in recent memory, Donald Trump, and whichever one of those Democrats gets the nomination uh, <laughs> Yeah. So uh, we know from the last election cycle that somewhere around 46% of eligible voters did not vote. If their non-vote had counted, none of the above would have won in a landslide in every single state. And of many of that 54% of voters, of those who voted Republican or Democrat, a lot of them were just holding their noses and voting for whichever candidate seemed, you know, less toxic to them. So we know we have the chips stacked against us, from the president, to the Congress, to the FEC, down to the state election boards, to the uh, Commission on Presidential Debates, uh, the mainstream corporate media. We know that this system is set up to shut us out as much as humanly possible. This system is a joke. So what do we do? Well, that's the fun part. As Vermont Supreme's running mate, I get asked, Next, the following two questions from our critics. Wait a bit. Number one, what the hell are you doing? And number two, why the hell are so many people joining you in doing this? Well, the answer to that, and the reason why I think Furman is the best pick for us, is very simple. We are capturing the public's imagination, capturing unprecedented amounts of attention from the general public and then presenting them with the libertarian message, a message of freedom and of liberty and of non-aggression and of self ownership. Now, I don't have to tell you Berman knows how to get attention. Berman is giving a ton of attention. He was just at the uh, New England College Convention where he was uh, speaking alongside other big-name big, uh, uh, presidential candidates. He was not only the only libertarian invited, he was the only third-party candidate invited. The one out there was a Democrat. Tulsi was there, I think Sire was there. He was also interviewed yesterday on Insider Magazine, which has a reach of 80 million followers. Now, folks, all the attention in the world is great, but it's not enough. <laughs> what is the point of going on, oh, I don't know, say Kennedy on Fox Business, if you're going to go there to say that you're not going to end the drug war, or even refuse to say whether Americans should own That's a chafing reference. As I hear often, that makes the party look like a joke. So, when Birmingham gets people's attention, he captures their imagination with his well known satire, and then he actually starts spreading the libertarian message to them. He takes that opportunity to give them the most empathetic and most powerful message, the libertarian message. You own yourself. No one has the right to harm you, your life, your rights, or your property, and we will stand beside you and fight against anyone who tries to do that to you. I'm also trying to do my part, both on my shows and on talking on uh, uh, talk radio and podcasts, and also by meeting people in person. Uh, Tom Arnold, uh, thank you again, Tom, mentioned the Pound the Pavement Tour. Uh, something that was set up by, it's the brainchild of a man named Brent DeRitter. He is the uh, vice chair of the Libertarian Party in North Carolina. Remember his name because he will more than likely end up being the chair of the party. He yeah. is an absolute superman. Yeah. I cannot say will remember that name. He is a He came up with this idea called the Pound the Pavement Tour. What calvocatement is is, and we started it in Wilmington, North Carolina, we go into some of the poorest and most marginalized communities in this country. We knock on their doors, and we share with them our message, the libertarian message, an unvarnished message of freedom. Jacob was there as well, and when we went, this was more of a proof of concept this time around. We weren't really sure if it would work. We had about 15, 20 people. And we didn't know, would it work? Would people even open their doors for us? Would they be the least bit receptive? The response was overwhelming. Not only were they receptive, not only did they open their doors, they were often completing our sentence. Turns out, lo and behold, we didn't have to tell them that the government was them. We didn't have to tell them that they would be better off if they could be more free. They were the ones telling us that, and it was an amazing opportunity for us to be able to share that. And in that in that first time, with about 15 volunteers on what was essentially a proof of concept, we signed up 30 people to the Libertarian Party of North Carolina and spoke with hundreds more. That came to your mind these were overwhelmingly poor, probably. What, Jacob, 98% black neighborhoods? I and mean, overwhelmingly black neighborhoods. These were people that were telling us that they either held their nose and voted Democrat, or they didn't vote at all. And we changed the conversation in that neighborhood. It was so successful that we are going to be doing many more. The accounting payment is going to become a regular thing that we we're doing. Uh, we we're going to be starting in the Carolinas and, and working with and perfecting it there and working with affiliates and other states to spread it around the entire country. Uh, Team Supreme and I are completely behind this. And we'll be doing this, again, starting in the Carolinas and going throughout the country. Uh, Brent was so impressed with our commitment to doing this that he actually has decided to endorse our campaign and join Team Supreme. Uh, So we will definitely be hearing much more about how we gave it. We need someone to capture attention, bottom line. We need someone to get people's attention. Vermont Supreme does that in an absolutely fundamental way. He is getting youth, and he's getting unaffiliated voters. These are the people that are the most likely to vote third party or to not vote at all. And so this is an unprecedented opportunity for us to ride that to unknown uh, high levels of, of vote counts. Friends, my name is Spike Cohen. Merman Supreme is my president. And with your support, we will build a coalition of the oppressed the outraged, the disaffected, the disenfranchised, and we will ride it all the way to the White House. Thank you so much for your time. So that was pretty well received. Uh, 254 number, uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, thanks for calling in. Who is this?
1: Hey, Spike. This is Ramson Martinez.
2: Oh, hey, Ramzo, How are you doing?
1: Hey, doing good. Um, don't want to take too much of your time. Sure. I just want to go ahead and clear the air about something. In terms of Lincoln Chafee
0: mm-hmm.
1: in the race, um, you know, I, I wrote about him back in August. I called him the gas station sushi of American politics, and I had a piece recently come out comparing him to uh, some of the other candidates. And, you know, this this is one of those things where I, I try not to talk too much about it because, as people know, I'm a Republican I've gone on the record saying that, you know, I'm voting for Trump in 2020. I really don't have much of a dog in this race. Right. But I have kept my promise since, you know, transitioning from, you know, mushy, moderate conservatism in 2012 to becoming at least an ideological libertarian over the years to at Mm -hmm. least consistently provide a voice to third parties. Okay. And that's one of the reasons why I've continued covering the libertarian nomination process here at the Washington Times and elsewhere. But I I do want to come with a warning on this. In 2016, I worked for multiple Libertarian Party candidates, one of which was um, Austin Peterson. I left in February of 2016 to work full-time on a city council race. But I still kind of had my ear to the pavement in terms of what was going on at, at the convention that year. And ironically, while a lot of people knew that when Bill Weld was announced that things were going to be changed, that things weren't going to basically be, you know, the normal type of libertarian convention you would get. Nobody really understood how corrupt things were going to become. The fact that the Johnson campaign was, you know, buying rooms and bribing people to come down and be delegates, people that weren't even libertarians. The fact that Bill Weld was telling people, oh, I'll, I'll protect the second amendment. And then he was trying to make backhanded deals with folks I mean, everyone knew that was happening. Then you had some folks that pretended it wasn't happening. And then later they said, oh, well, this is just politics. I do want to point out that when my first piece on Lincoln Chafee several months ago came out, I was approached by somebody from the campaign who basically wanted me to go ahead and talk with governor, senator, whatever, Chafee. Mm -hmm. Because if I just had a moment to talk to him, I would like him. Right. I want people to understand this. I've i've been on numerous campaigns republican independent i endorsed a green party candidate in 2016 as well here's the thing about politicians when they say you just need to sit down with me we'll get along that's the worst thing anybody can tell you and this is regardless of who your candidate is or not the thing about journalism is you do need to go out and you need to go ask the uncomfortable questions but when you're doing commentary about people that you have a very clear read on The thing is this, especially if they've been public figures, if their track record shows they're bad, they're pretty bad. If they're on the record about being bad, they're pretty bad. If they have a history of showing that their actions resulted in bad things happening, they're pretty bad. So regardless of who people want to be the nominee, regardless of how people vote, this is just a life lesson. When a politician says, You'll change your mind if you get to know me. Run.
2: Yep. Yep. Thank you, Remzo. I really appreciate that, and uh, and thank you for the heads up, uh, guys. Remzo is a is a great author, author of um, uh, Stay Away from the Libertarians, and also uh, How to Be Successful and po- How to Succeed in Politics and Other Forms of uh, Devil Worship, or as I like to call it, How to Worship Satan. <laughs> um but uh no, Remzo, that's that's actually so I'm I'm glad you called in because that is the tenor and the tone of what I heard from pretty much everyone uh that I spoke with in Tennessee and Georgia who was not a paid member of Chafee's campaign. Uh we already learned our lesson with Johnson and Weld. We're seeing it coming a, a thousand miles away. Uh this one doesn't even have a at least mildly libertarian record like Johnson had at least. Uh, and what we're hearing is, oh, just take a moment to hear what he has to say. And depending on who he's speaking to, what he has to say is crafted entirely for that person he's speaking to. So for example, I watched him in person tell someone straight up that, uh, of course, uh, the second amendment covers an AR 15. But then when he was asked about a machine gun, he responded the exact same way that he did when, uh, Kennedy had asked him like two or three days prior about AR 15s. Uh, He doesn't want to take tough responses, uh, stances on things, and he certainly doesn't want to do it if he thinks that the public might hear it. Um, That alone tells me that, you know, he's willing to present himself as a libertarian the same way he was willing to present himself as a conservative Republican and then as a, a moderate independent and then as a progressive Democrat and now as a libertarian libertarian. Uh, but I think, it, like like Remzo said, his, his track record speaks for itself. It's it's uh, to me, it's pretty patently, obvi- patently obvious. And uh, and it seems like from what I spoke with most people, that was their impression as well.
1: Exactly. Well, Spike, I'll let you go. You're my friend as always. I pray for you. I hope nothing but safety on your travels and everything else. And Thank look you. forward to talking to you again in the future.
2: Thank you, Remzo. Thank you for calling in. Please, anytime. Bye. I appreciate it, sir. Thank you. Bye. The great Remzo Martinez, who we talk a lot of trash about him on this show and on uh, on Muddy Waters, but he's actually a really good guy uh, and a brilliant author. Be sure to check out his books, including the ones about Satan worship. Um, they're actually really good. I've read his books and they're they're really good. In fact, a uh, an audio version of uh, uh, How to Succeed in Politics and other forms of devil worship uh, is coming out soon, narrated by Johnny Rocket. Uh, which should be a really good book that should be really good so be sure to check that out when it comes out um but yeah guys i mean when someone you know will say whatever it is you want to hear it's probably not a good indication of what they really think except for me because i'll give you anything anything you want i will i I say this many times i've said it in both campaigns i will promise you anything to get your vote and i hope that people sense that as the satire it is but i totally will I had people ask me for all sorts of stuff. Absolutely, you can have that. Absolutely, you can have that. Um, so uh, so then we had a great time uh, in the gala. And at the end... Uh, oh, by the way, I now have a stump speech prepared. Because apparently I should be ready to give a speech at a moment's notice. I was not aware of that. But I have one. So that now if I'm told that Spike Cohen has to talk now, I can get up and give a pretty impressive stump speech. Although I prefer really to do the Q&A stuff. I... I, I It's great for me to tell you some, you know, pre-packaged message that lasts anywhere from three to six minutes, three to seven minutes, whatever, but I'd much rather hear what your questions are and, and respond to those and, and, you know, be able to tell you where I'm coming from on what matters to you. Uh, But anyway, so uh, at the end of the gala, uh, I got to do a red carpet interview with Kim Ruff. uh, And we even did a very heartwarming Tyler transfer ceremony. At the end, so be sure to check this out. Hey everybody, Spike Cohen here with my red carpet of the beautiful and amazing Miss Kim Ruff. Kim, you look astounding. Who are you wearing?
3: Thank you. Uh, this I purchased from Mod Cloth, so you can find that online. And this I found in a beautiful thrift store many years ago, and I've hung on to it because it's just gorgeous and worn it twice.
2: Well, you look absolutely ravishing. Thank you, so now, do you. Thank you, thank you. I, mean, I I don't get that a lot, <laughs> uh, guys. If you if you didn't tune in earlier, uh, Miss Ruff actually had a, a very large, uh, big announcement earlier today at the Libertarian Party of Tennessee convention. Kim, why don't you tell us about
3: that? Uh, yes, earlier today, I announced to the delegate base, hoping that it would be broadcast as well, so we can ensure that everyone heard it. That John Phillips Jr. and I will be stepping down from the race and focusing on assisting down ballot candidates.
2: Well, and that's very powerful and. As a vice presidential candidate, I'm very sad to see you go. You are a dear, dear friend. But I'm glad that you're staying in this and and helping all of us and and that, you know, this is just the next phase of it. Now, I do know that you have some presidential candidates that you tend to favor for different reasons. Uh, Tell us about that.
3: Okay, well, just to be clear, I don't want to endorse any presidential candidates because I had such a large, diverse team, and they all have different affiliations and interests, so I don't want to speak on their behalf. But having been stumping for the past year and a half, I've had the opportunity to really get to know several people, and it's been my pleasure. One of whom I wanted to highlight is Dan Berman. I think he's a wonderful guy, a very dedicated activist, and he's hardworking. He actually engages in outreach as opposed to inreach, which a lot of candidates do uh vermin supreme is a wonderful person as well he's just a delight and i enjoy his shtick i think it's charming how he brings so much levity to something that is incredibly painful and is able to turn that capture people with the levity and then turn that into a discussion about why this is a problem and we need to fight back so i think he's great um I've had the pleasure of getting to know Ken Armstrong. He is an incredibly nice man. I think that we as activists can help him be on point with the message by encouraging him and educating him and uh, making sure that he stays. But he's got great chops, he's and a, he's a, he's a, a wonderful a nice guy. He's a he's he's a, a sure great guy. nice
2: guy. He's I tried lovely. to hate him. I tried to hate him when I first met him. He's actually an incredibly nice man.
3: Yeah, he's lovely. Um, Sam Robb is somebody who's come on my radar recently as someone who I also think is just a really good guy with great experience. And I think that he's, if not in this particular capacity, would be an excellent candidate in any level. Um, And then Jacob Hornberger, I like as well. I love what he has to say. What he's doing in North Carolina is just incredibly impressive and He's written so many things really driving home the point. So we've had a lot of good people on the field right now.
2: Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. Now, uh, tonight at the gala, or gala, I like to say gala.
3: I'm not really sure how to pronounce it, so I say shindig.
2: Shindig, the hootenanny. The hootenanny. Uh, the hootenanny earlier. You gave a pretty impressive post-mortem uh, of your campaign and where things stand moving forward for this, for this presidential campaign. Give us, a, I guess, a Reader's Digest version of what you had to say.
3: There's just a couple of lessons that we learned in the course of doing this, one of which is that you can absolutely be a radical, principled messenger. The pragmatic aspect comes in understanding how government functions and what you can reasonably achieve. Um, another thing that's incredibly important is that when it comes to that Overton window, which is often cited by libertarians, it really shouldn't apply to candidates because candidates are the one who are setting the tone. Activists who are getting involved in the party, members, absolutely be eighty twenty. come home, and we'll help you with the rest. But candidates who are going to do our speaking shouldn't do that. And then, of course, in that message is the fact that when it comes to being a libertarian, it's life, liberty, and property, and your right to self-defense is sacrosanct and non-negotiable.
2: Absolutely. Now, for those who don't know, Kim, you also made another big announcement. There was someone that you found to be so impressive that they stood head and shoulders above any other competition. Tell us about that.
3: Yeah. Okay, so I did endorse one candidate, and that is Spike Cohen for vice president. He's running with the Vermin Supreme ticket. Um, He's wonderful. I've had the pleasure of meeting him and dealing with him, and I'm standing right next to him right now. And in fact, little known secret, the main reason why John and I decided to suspend our campaign is that once Spike entered the field, we realized neither of us were half the man that he is and rather than give you two lesser let's go with the one superior and it's for that reason that I would like to give a gift to you
2: a gift to me yes. a gift to me that would be great for me to receive a gift
0: It would. a gift
2: I'm gonna I'm receiving a, a gift am I receiving a gift I'm receiving a gift. You oh. are.
3: I would like to give to you my wonderful, indomitable, passionate, and principled co-field development director, Tyler Smith, is your campaign director.
0: Oh, my goodness. He is
3: fantastic, and he will do so right by
0: you.
2: This as, is... as
3: a sign of our exchange, I would like to give to you this beautiful brooch that he gave to me in South Carolina.
2: Thank you so much, Tyler. Namaste. Time. Don't, don't stand on the podium. Oh, I will raise him. I will raise him as my own. Thank you so much. Let's get, yeah, let's big, a hug for all of us. Let's all hug. It's yeah. a big hug. This is a, a very special moment we're hugging right now. Hugging right now. Guys, come on in. Thank-
3: i also like to file a sexual harassment claim against Mike Cohen who just touched my shoulder and it made me uncomfortable.
2: I did the Keanu Reeves <laughs> where I literally touched nothing. So, I'll see you in court. Okay. Guys, thanks again for tuning in to this red carpet interview. (laughs) I won that countersuit, by the way. I never touched her. I never touched that woman. Got some uh, questions here. Uh, Triketra 331 over on YouTube asks, uh, free waffles? Yes. Yes, free waffles. In fact, uh, number eight on my platform. Uh, on my ver- verbal agreement for an even better America, uh, is a Waffle House on every corner. A Waffle House on every corner. This is, of course, a, a jobs uh, program, and it also reduces the cost of food by increasing competition. Now, some have, have accused me of leveraging my position within the Vermin Spike administration and as the uh, head of the Libertarian Party Waffle House Caucus to engage in some sort of cronyism related to Waffle House. That is a spurious and disgusting charge. I categorically reject it. This is entirely about just giving you waffles. Clearly. Uh, Shane Sweeney says, will you eat tilapia on camera for me? I reject tilapia and all other forms of racism. Uh, Stoley the Wise says, Vice Presidential AF. Thank you. I try to be as effing Vice Presidential AF I can. As I can. Thank you. Um, So yeah, so before we go uh, over to... So then we went on to Georgia, but first let's uh, talk about Mary Toothbrush again, the Mary Toothbrush campaign. Uh, This is, of course, the campaign between the Vermin Spike 2020 campaign and the Dignity Ministry, which is a local uh, charity in the Myrtle Beach area that helps the homeless. Uh, We are giving away toothbrushes that have been signed by vermin supreme to the homeless as part of care packages if you give us a ten dollar donation we will sign your name next to it uh and then have them or any message you want there next to it and it will be given to them as part of a care package uh or if you donate 25 dollars or more we will mail you a toothbrush i will sign here next to vermin's name and you will have something signed by the president and vice president of the future as a memento for when you helped us help the homeless. Uh, half of all the proceeds uh, will go to the Dignity Ministry, and the other half of the proceeds uh, will go to the Vermin Spike 2020 campaign, and of course, the toothbrushes will as well. Be sure to go to vermin Supreme 2020com and press the Donate button. Now, of course, we then went on to Virginia, or Virginia, to Georgia. Uh, we had a great time there the following weekend. Uh, I attended the libertarian party of georgia convention and debate where i got to have a, a reunion with both vermin and with my co-host of the muddy waters of freedom my co- co-owner of muddy waters media and my head of a life partner mr matt wright uh so we got to hang out that weekend that was a lot of fun uh shout out to the entire libertarian party of georgia team for an absolutely terrific job. They did a great job as well. Great venue, great. Uh, they did the debate well. They did the, uh, uh, the the after party well. Great job. Both Tennessee and Georgia, their state ch- parties did an absolutely terrific job of, 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 of running the show. Uh, it, it is It should be a terrible, boring slog of an event just because of what it is, because of all the business that has to be done. And they were both actually very enjoyable. I had a great time. Um, I also got to uh, finally meet my really good friend, uh, uh, Libertarian National Committee at-large representative and uh, LNC chair candidate, Mr. Joshua Bear Smith. Uh, Josh and I had a great time that weekend, uh, and I even got to do a red carpet interview with him. Hey everybody, Spike Cohen here with my red carpet interview. Of the amazing and
4: talented, beautiful Mr. Joshua Smith. Joshua,
2: how are you doing? I'm
4: doing just fine. I'm ecstatic to be on Spike's red carpet. I know. I'm excited to have you here. You look amazing. Who are you wearing? Uh, The shoes are from Ross. Ross. The suit is from Burlington Coat Factory, and the shirt and tie—my sweet tie with roses all over it—came uh, from Nordstrom Rack. This is this is
2: quite the ensemble, my friend. Thank you. You look amazing. Now, you just gave a talk about communicating liberty with Peter
4: Raymond, Pete Raymond, and Peter Banks Weiss. And Banks Weiss, tell us about that. Uh, went really good. I think I think that we helped people kind of see how we can be more effective communicators uh, with our message. You know, Pete's a great guy. He's got a lot of people that check out his podcast. Uh, Banks got a great podcast. Uh, I I'm the brick and mortar guy i go out and i shake hands and i get people to join our causes and and that's why i become the number one recruiter on the lnc so very
2: good yeah very good so you uh for those who don't know josh is actually running for chair of the libertarian national committee josh are would you
4: consider yourself a sadist or a masochist a little bit of both probably bit. most mostly mostly masochist i think mostly masochist yeah but a little bit of both uh Especially after putting myself through this already once in 2018, uh, if anybody remembers, it got pretty gnarly and ugly. And so we remember. Yeah, and so uh, to do it again, I, I guess a lot of people would probably call me uh, a masochist. Maybe Math's crazy. Crazy is probably a good word. It's kind of hot. It's kind of hot. Yeah. Now, what, what, what is the it? The ledge.
2: Like? What is it that you would like to accomplish if uh, if you get the, the role of chair?
4: I would like to focus the party more aggressively at the media. I think the media doesn't really do enough for us because they know we're coming in to end the greed and corruption that they feed off of. Uh, So I'd I'd like to take a way more aggressive stance with the media. I've talked about building a regional media team. Um, I I wanted to start doing focused marketing, like viral marketing campaigns from the national party that we can push down to the state and local affiliates so we can get in front of millions of people at one time. Uh, Definitely going to put a bigger emphasis on fundraising and membership recruitment. I think, you know creating this culture where we don't try to act like the two old parties is going to bring more people to our causes than trying to model ourselves after the republicans or the democrats right right so josh before we let you go any any final words for the kids at home yes uh don't do drugs unless you want to
2: that's a good one well guys thanks again for tuning in with me and the beautiful mr josh smith on this red carpet interview don't do drugs Unless you want to. Did you see Matt there? Matt looked amazing. Matt was so cute with his his cameraman abilities. That was really great. I had a great time with Josh and Matt. A bunch of people. Got to meet Stephen Nicola. I think his name is. I think that's how you pronounce it. He's the chair of the Florida uh, Libertarian Party. Had a great time with him. Got to meet all sorts of uh, really terrific people there. Um, and so it was a lot of fun. After the convention itself... On the first day was the Georgia debate uh, where Vermin uh, debated alongside eight other candidates. Um, Vermin is there just to the right of the lady's head behind me. If you can see, he's the one with the long white beard because he's a wizard. And uh, he did a great job at the debate uh, with a crowd that came in largely very skeptical of him. Uh, he combined his trademark satire with some great articulation of his uh, libertarian principles and his strategy to bring the party, the greatest electoral showing uh, in history. Um, and uh, a lot of the crowd were very surprised because, and this happens a lot, people are surprised because they just know Vermin as the guy that wears a boot on his head and talks about ponies and toothbrushes. Don't realize he's also one of the smartest people in the room and also one of the most articulate. And so he really knocks people Uh, uh, knocks it out of the park. When people get to see that, he's actually a pretty smart guy. Um, They were so impressed that he actually came in third place in the post-debate straw poll, or bean poll. So they did a bean poll. At the end of the debate, uh, people from the, uh, uh, by the way, shout out to Ryan, the chair of the Libertarian Party of Georgia, Uh, Ryan and his team. uh, Great job there. Uh, They gave us beans. Uh, a lady came up to me and put three beans in my hand and said, "Now go out there and vote for your favorite candidate." And I said, "Okay." And what do I do with these beans? And so the way they had it was they had uh, nine cups because it was nine people that debated. Uh, nine cups with each of the candidates' name on each of the on each of the nine cups, and you would put uh, beans in uh, each of the cups that you thought who the winner was. And you could put beans in more than one, you could put, you know, one bean in one and one in another, you could put all three in one, and Vermin came in third in that, which uh, out of a field of nine, with a audience that came in, the vast majority of whom not thinking that Vermin even should be there, and that it was a joke that he was being included and that, you know, he needed to go. The fact that he came in third, we were very, very happy with that. We we actually changed a lot of minds in the following day in the in the uh, business portion where the delegates were picked. We we got a lot of pro Vermin delegates in there in a state that we were you know playing a little bit of defense in. So we were, we were very happy about that. Um, so that went very well. Oh, huge shout out to uh, John, uh, Tom, uh, and Amanda at Three L Productions for their extremely professional. Uh, and high quality handling of the video production for both the Tennessee and Georgia events. Um, they did a terrific job. They were very committed to bringing a high level of professionalism to the Libertarian Party. They're doing a great job at it. Uh, be sure to hire uh, 3L Productions. Uh, you can go, in fact, I'll, ha- I'll have them in the show notes, uh, it, but they're on Facebook 3L Productions. Uh, the the number three on uh, the letter L productions uh, for all of your video production needs, uh, especially uh, conventions, big events, weddings, anything like that. Uh, they can do that kind of stuff. But uh, they are really committed to helping the Libertarian Party look professional uh, and they're doing a great job at it. Uh, so big shout out to 3L. Uh, later that night on Saturday night, uh, Team Supreme had a real blast at the Georgia Libertarian Party after party. Uh, And I got to hang out with all my friends and supporters there. In addition, I got to meet one of my heroes, who was also the keynote speaker for the convention, who gave a really cool speech at the convention, an absolute legend in criminal defense in Georgia, the magnificent Mrs. Catherine Bernard. Uh, She is a terrific, terrific defense attorney. Uh, I even got to do a red carpet interview with her. so, So check this out. Everybody, Spike Cohen here with my red carpet interview of the amazing and talented Mrs. Catherine Bernard. Catherine, thank you for coming on my show.
5: Thanks for having me, Spike.
2: You look amazing. Who are you wearing?
5: Uh, I'm wearing actually Atlanta Custom Tailors. They do all of my suits.
2: You look. She looks ravaging, and I say that about most of my guests, but she actually she actually does look.
5: Well, y'all can call Ken Sharma, Atlanta Custom Taylors. He's great. Ken Sharma? Ken Sharma.
2: Ken Sharma. Yes. Uh, now, Catherine, you... Ken,
5: can I have a free shirt for that?
2: We'd both like that, actually, Ken. KenSharma.com? Uh, I
5: think so. Atlanta okay. Custom Taylors.
2: Atlanta Custom Taylors, Ken Sharma. Uh, my suit's in the mail, I'm sure. Uh, now, Catherine, you were the opening keynote for uh, for this weekend's uh, Libertarian Party of Georgia convention. And uh, tell us a little bit about your keynote, which, by the way, I loved it. 45 minutes. You would think a 45-minute speech would be boring. It was amazing. Tell us a little bit about it.
5: Well, thanks. It was really an honor to get a chance to talk to the libertarians. Like I said in my speech, it is great to be in a room full of people where no one wants to rob you. And basically, that is never true of a political event. Right. So it was just terrific to get to talk to a bunch of folks who are so principled and committed. And were totally willing to tolerate that I am actually still affiliated with the Republican Party and was missing the Attorney General over at the DeCab GOP breakfast this morning,
2: which you sponsor.
5: I did sponsor it. That was my little way of making sure the attorney general knew I was still watching.
2: Because you actually sued the attorney general. Is that correct?
5: Right. I I assisted one of my friends who was challenging the constitutionality of his qualifications because in Georgia, for a long time, you were supposed to have actually practiced law to be the attorney general. I know, sounds kind of random. But so back in 1983, they changed that to, oh, you only have to be an active status member of the bar for seven years. Well, unfortunately, our current attorney general didn't even have that because he had spent all of his time as a campaign staffer for our senator up in Washington. And so not only was he not practicing law, he wasn't doing his continuing legal education requirements that would have gotten any of the rest of us disbarred for blowing off. But as the court ruled, because the Supreme Court had not disbarred him... It was okay, and he was constitutionally
2: qualified. That makes perfect sense. Now, for those who don't know, Catherine is a defense attorney. And she's not just a defense attorney. She is a defense wizard. She has literally... I mean, you had someone who was caught on camera selling weed... And, well, I don't want to say any more. Tell us about about some of your cases.
5: Well, I think you're talking about Antonio Willis, a great guy, you know, had fallen on some hard times looking for work, and an undercover officer decided to engage in an expensive, racist sting where he pretended to be a character from Cheech and Chong, basically, and try to get my client to sell him marijuana by making him think, oh, I've got a job for you on my construction crew. Uh... And the jury was just not having that. They were like, why would you try to entrap this guy into selling you weed when he's just looking for a job and it only took them 18 minutes to acquit him on two counts of sale of marijuana.
2: And then you had you've had two other big cases one where it was another person that was selling drugs uh, or selling weed and you got him off in the same similar fashion and then also a a child that was uh, using uh, uh, marijuana for seizures and uh, got in trouble for that so you you, you got them off of those two as well.
5: Right. Right so those are two other middle Georgia cases one where my client was growing marijuana He needed it for his headaches. He used it as a home remedy. And so we were very honest with the jury about it. It was great. One of the prosecutor's uh, pieces of evidence was a picture of his gardening cabinet. It included fertilizer. Organic weed killer and something else. And so, you know, that just didn't seem like a crime to either us or the jury. And so that was a fantastic acquittal. Then we had another one that the state dismissed where a family had been using cannabis to treat their son's seizures and it was working. And so the state seized him and put him in a youth detention home. We got him back.
2: That's good. That's good that you got him back. Uh, and now what happens is when drug cases get put in front of, of her as the defense attorney, the prosecutors just dismiss, they just, what, the, they do they, they vacate the charge or how does that work?
5: So it's called a null process where they, you know, st- stop prosecuting the case basically. And I don't want to jinx it because, you know, at any point, one of the cases I have now, they could say, all right, we're headed to trial. But it has been a distinct pattern since those jury nullification cases that have gotten so much attention that you know they've dismissed cases with the jury waiting outside the courtroom
2: so clearly if you need a defense attorney this is the one to go to
5: right and you know i do represent people on all kinds of charges but i have a special place in my heart for folks who are accused of crimes who have not actually done anything wrong even if everything the state says is true so feel free to check out my law firm website it's justice.law
2: well and thank you again so much thank you for everything you do like i said before you are doing an amazing thing for people that are suffering under the state in its current configuration. And instead of talking about theories of how to stop that, you're actually stopping it from happening in real time. So thank you so much. Catherine, before I let you go, is there anything else you'd love to tell our our lovely folks at home?
5: Well, just remember that when you serve on a jury, your role is to serve as the judge of the law and the facts. We've actually got that right in the Georgia Constitution. Some other states do as well. But that goes all the way back to, you know, early Anglo-Saxon legal precedent. So as the juror, you are the most powerful person in the courtroom. And don't let any judge or prosecutor let you forget that.
2: And what was your your website again is?
5: Justice.law.
2: Justice.law. Ken Sharma uh, for all of your outfit needs. And guys, thanks again for tuning in for this red carpet interview. Isn't she terrific? She is just... If you need an attorney in Georgia and you don't pick her... I don't even know what to tell you. Uh, Hamp Yance asks, uh, "Where is a uh, recording of her speech?" Three L Productions recorded all of the convention, including her keynote speech, uh, and they'll be releasing all of that soon, I presume, on the Libertarian Party of Georgia page. They may also have a live version that you know they live streamed. I'm not sure of that, um, but be sure to go to Libertarian Party of Georgia uh, on their uh, Facebook page uh, or even on their website, uh, LP. Uh, uh, Georgia.com And you can find all that out Um, But if it's not on there it should be soon Because I do know it was recorded And it was great, it was 45 minutes long You would think that would be horrific To sit there and listen to 45 minutes Of an attorney talking It was great, she is just She is fantastic And I must have made a pretty good impression uh, uh, Because later on Tom Arnold auctioned off A signed libertarian dad bod calendar And Catherine was the winning bidder Uh, I, uh, Vermin, Tyler, Tom, and Josh uh, all signed our respective months in the calendar, our photos personally for her, um, because we were the the people in attendance that were actually part of the calendar. Um, She's really going to love April, I think, because I'm April. That's me helping sell the calendar, by the way. I think that really drove it home. I think that really helped Free up some wallets there. Look at that. That's your next vice president, guys. Vice presidential AF, as one as you said, one of you said. Um, and of course, to cap the night off, Furman and I made another TikTok video. Hey, hey
0: kids! kids! It's Spike. Taco, <laughs> Remember us? We like you like <laughs> tacos.
2: That probably already has 50,000 likes. All of my most famous content is me acting that way on TikTok with Vermin Supreme. Because Vermin is incredibly popular on youth-geared websites and apps. He's actually more popular on TikTok than Bernie Sanders. He has something like over 8 million mentions on it. And I want to say a half million followers. So I'm sure that's now one of the most biggest things I'm famous for in the world at large. Is There's no such thing as bad publicity, I'm told. We'll see if that's true. So anyway, this was a terrific fortnight. We picked up endorsements left and right. Uh, got a campaign manager, Tyler Smith, out of it. Absolutely terrific guy. Um won the primary. Scooping up delegates left and right. Uh, an absolutely just fantastic couple of weeks for Firm and Spike 2020, Firm Supreme 2020.com, Spike Cohen, or no, Spike2020.com for my VP page. Uh just a great time. Uh next I'm gonna be going to uh, New Hampshire uh not next week but the week after i'll be in new hampshire for the new hampshire primary uh republican and presidential republican and democrat primary uh where vermin got famous that's where he cut his teeth doing his uh his famous routine uh kind of trolling the uh, republican and democrat big name candidates that are there in these small towns in new hampshire and this time around i'll be joining them and so will a bunch of ponies that we have we're gonna have pony rides we're gonna have a van it's gonna be, it's gonna be pretty incredible. So we're gonna be doing that, and then the what the following week I'm gonna be in, uh, in Florida for the uh, in Orlando for the Libertarian Party of Florida convention. I'll be there doing my thing there. So will Vermin. He'll be at that too. And then I I'm, I'm thinking I'm gonna be in I might be in Alabama. Uh, we may even be live streaming their uh, their debate there. Uh, but more on that later. Um. But yeah, we had an absolutely terrific time. Oh, uh, before I let everyone go just want to let you know that we have... Um, oh, let me go through the comments real quick. Uh, Stoly the Wise uh, says, the world shall fear the libertarian lawfare regiment of defense wizards. I mean, they're already starting to. If there were a thousand Catherine Bernards, the drug war would be over in this country. If there were 10 of them uh, in any one state, it would be over. Uh, part of the reason why prosecutors have stopped prosecuting their cases... When Catherine is the defense attorney, is that they're scared that eventually it's going to set a case precedent and effectively nullify all the drug laws in the state? Uh, huh. So, I, uh, I, yeah, I mean, it's just it. It. If I'm telling you, like, I have a lawyer crush on her. I don't even like lawyers, and she is terrific. If she were, if there were enough of her, if we could clone Catherine Bernards, you probably wouldn't even have to elect Vermin and I. In fact, that's a new platform. Right now, I just added that to our platform. That's a new plank. That's the 11th plank on the uh, verbal agreement for an even better America is to clone Catherine Bernard many, many, many times. Effectively ending all abuse of state power. That's a promise uh, from me to you. Uh, uh, That'll happen in the first 100 days of the administration. Um, Triketra says, uh, come to PA uh, actually, that might be happening. Uh, the Libertarian Party of Pennsylvania uh, has uh, invited me to their convention, uh, and I may be going to that. I'll know sooner than later whether, whether that's going to happen, but I may be up in PA. Uh, I may come to Pennsylvania for that, so we'll see. Um, Stolley says, uh, Epstein was working on cloning stuff. We have to demand justice and transparency about the Epstein investigation, and we will get cloning. I mean, the problem was he, he was like cloning um, uh, teenage girls. So we're going to be cloning just Catherine and other terrific people, but for a completely different reason. But yeah, we'll have to do that. And, uh, yeah. So, uh, if I'm, you know, if you want me to come to your state, let me know. Uh, we're also doing these pound, pound the pavement tours where we go into marginalized communities. We're starting it in the Carolinas. Um, but we're going to be perfecting it there and, you know, working with affiliates in other States. Um, you know, to, to, to uh, spread the message of libertarianism to the people that are the most acutely harmed and affected by the abuses of the state. Uh, I live a fairly comfortable life. And so I can philosophically say that the state is doing harm to me. Uh, but it, 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 many times, I don't feel it as much as many others do, because I have been blessed uh, uh, to have a pretty successful and, 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 and comfortable life. Not so much in, with, with a lot of other folks who, who did not grow up in, in as supportive and favorable conditions as I did. And as a result, are living a much worse life dire- as a direct result of, of, of abuses against them by the state. Uh, and so we go into those communities and talk with them about that. Uh, so we're doing that all over. Uh, it was a huge hit. Uh, I mentioned it in one of the, in one of the speeches that I, I showed at the, at the gala in Tennessee. Uh, we signed up, th- 15 of us signed up 30 people for the Libertarian Party of North Carolina. And we changed the conversation in that neighborhood. We were walking in like housing projects, talking with people. It was awesome. Uh, Tricatra says, uh, We got Waffle House's ready here in PA. Let's do this. Absolutely. Everywhere I go, uh, we did Waffle House stops. I should have put up pictures of that too, but we did Waffle House caucus uh, meetings at every, uh, in, in both states when we were there uh, at the Waffle House, of course. Uh, so that was really great. Oh, speaking of Waffle House, before I let everyone go, before I end the show, we now have buttons. People have been asking us about the buttons. We now have buttons. Um, and uh, uh, the way we're doing it is uh, we're going to be raising money with these buttons. And uh, the with these donations, all of the proceeds after we get reimbursed for the cost of production and shipping, um, all the proceeds that are left over from that will go directly to the Libertarian Party. Uh, with each batch, when we sell each batch, uh, the the resulting proceeds from that will go to the Libertarian Party, uh, and it will be earmarked for their ballot access initiatives, uh, which will help most of the state parties that are having a hard time getting on the ballots. Uh, depending on how much we raise, we may end up going for other initiatives as well, but we're going to start with ballot access because that'll help uh, a large number of states. Um, and so the pricing uh, the, for donations for uh, these buttons is $2 for a uh, one and a quarter inch button uh, shown there. Uh, that those are the smaller buttons, or five dollars for a two and a quarter inch button, uh, or uh, if you want a hundred buttons, uh, we can do a uh, hundred buttons for a hundred of the small for one for a hundred dollars, or a hundred of the large for two hundred and fifty dollars. Uh, if you want any other kind of special uh, bulk pricing, just get in touch with me and let me know. Uh, in the interest of uh, uh, of not running afoul of the FEC and of looking not looking like I, I might possibly be funneling this into the Vermin campaign or anything like that, which I absolutely am not, uh, Kim Ruff actually stepped up and offered to be a uh, kind of uninterested third party that's going to collect the money and, uh, uh, and assist me with uh, processing the orders. Um, So, uh, if you would like to order uh, these buttons, uh, go to paypal.me slash kimruff uh, or make a PayPal to uh, kim.ruff2016 at uh, gmail.com. That's kim.ruff2016 at gmail.com. And uh, just uh, uh, give your order there and let her know what exactly you're ordering and she'll also need your um, mailing address. Uh, this offer is limited only to us citizens, uh, for us federal legal reasons. Uh, if you want to make a donation, uh, and, and, you know, give it away to someone who's not a citizen, that's that you're free to do that. But in terms of the actual donations, um, uh, you, you, it has to be a us citizen that's making the donation. Um, so yeah, so that's really cool. we already have a ton of orders. We we just opened the orders uh, this afternoon. We already have Probably already sold out our first batch, uh, but be sure to get your buttons. Uh, and if you have not already and you are on Facebook and are even remotely libertarian uh, or a member of the party, be sure to join up on the Libertarian Party Waffle House Caucus. We are really just a fun group of people that likes to talk about fun stuff like waffles and donkeys and whatever fun thing we can. Uh, we want to be a libertarian group where we don't talk about politics, like one safe place for just a fun place for libertarians to not talk about you know, partisan politics. Um, so that's what we tried to do there. But yeah, had a great time. Uh, can't wait to, to see more people out there in all these different states. Uh, if you have a request for uh, me or the campaign to come out to your state or for a video from the campaign or anything like that, be sure to reach out to me uh, for that. Uh, and again, uh, the reason that we are doing this, if you haven't already heard this before, Vermin Supreme and I believe that we are Uniquely positioned to spread the message of libertarianism to a public who is sick of politics. 46% of voters do not vote, and many of the ones who do are just voting for whatever option seems the least horrific to them. But most people are sick of the whole thing and recognize it as a joke. And so we believe that we are positioned very well to use satire and humor to reach out to people and and reach them where they are and say, yeah, we think this is a joke too. Isn't this ridiculous? Look how, how funny and absurd everyone is reacting to our candidacy, even though really they're doing the same thing. They're telling you a bunch of lies and jokes too. The difference is the punchlines to their lies and jokes are... Endless war and endless taxation and endless debt spending and endless caging of people for victimless crimes and, uh, you know, endless infringement on your lives, rights and property. Our punchline is ponies and cheesy bread and badgers. So vote for us. Uh, And we think that we're well positioned for that. Uh, Vermin routinely gets invited to stuff that no other third-party candidate is invited to, and he has the crowd eating out of his, or the followers of whoever's watching uh, whatever he's been invited to, eating out of the palm of his hand because he comes in funny uh, and then presents a libertarian, principled libertarian message, and uh, that's what I'm trying to do as well. And to that end, be sure to, uh, after this episode is over, uh, be sure to tune in uh, at, say, 9.30, to the uh, Coalition Talk Radio. I'll be joining Pat Ford and giving an update on everything that's going on with the campaign. Uh, and uh, yeah, I hope to see you over there. Um, so guys, thanks again for tuning in for this uh, special campaign update, Fortnite, Tennessee, Georgia edition episode of the of uh, My Fellow Americans. Uh, be sure to tune in uh, next uh, Monday for uh, Mr. America, the bearded truth with uh, the amazing and beautiful and talented Mr. Jason Lyon, who's finally back on uh, doing his shtick, uh, doing his show, show uh, Mr. America, The Bearded Truth. Uh, be sure to tune in Tuesday for the Muddy Waters of Freedom where Matt Wright and I will parse through the week's events like the cheerful little winter wonder boys that we are. And then be sure to tune in next week for another episode of My Fellow Americans where we have a special coming up I don't even want to spoil what it is, but you'll be hearing more about it. We'll be promoting it very soon, but it's going to be an epic debate between two people who largely hate each other. And I don't usually do that, but I think it's going to be incredibly entertaining and educational and insightful, but it'll definitely be entertaining. So be sure to do that uh, next Wednesday. And I will see you in a few minutes over on the coalition talk radio, vermin Supreme, spike Cohen, 2020 taking over. President, Vice President, Badger, Pony, Cheesy Bread, Zombie, Hitler. Boom. 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 Guys, thanks again for tuning in. I'll see you next week. Or I'll see you tonight, uh, later tonight on The Coalition. But then after that, I will see you back here next week. Thanks again for tuning in. And God bless (music) you. Thank you.
0: My friends, in reality you are my kin. Though I view the world through another's iris, if you slide in my kicks, it might fit. We might just unite and come together, become hybrid at the least slightly like-minded. Indeed, the life I've lived brings light to kindness. All you need is a sign. But put a cease to the crimes, put it ease to the minds like mine. Sometimes darkness is all I find. You know what they say about an eye for an eye in a time with the blind The the blind? Who am I to deny? I would cry when a loved one dies. I recognize that body outside, with the holes in the body that was alive. Now they find them with chalk outline, find out how, but you never know why. It ain't even make it to the news at nine. It ain't even make it to the news at nine. That's my sister, mother, father, brother, son, that's one of mine. All these years I close my eyes, open up to only five. I'm in line, there's a pointless murder happening all the time. Either lose your life or mine, caught up in first design that ain't how it started now. How will we smoke to survive? There's a war going on outside. Who would want to raise a child? Boom, the tomb is flashing by. Now you have to say goodbye when you watch them all the news and vibes. Don't tell me how, tell me why.